Oh, I got his ass now. You have to be fast in the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. My bottle got stretched a little bit. I got a tight little butt. I'm about to light this shit up. I love that. Uh, I love that Donnie one. I have oh, myself. Okay, on, I have myself on mute. Yeah, team. I was gonna say I love that. I love that Donnie one. So stupid. We we had such a good interview with him. So like inspiring. And we take that one clip. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? I, uh, I think it's hilarious. Radio show number six, man. Remember when this was just a, uh, I don't want to say a Fugazi. Remember when this was just a pipe dream and now look at us out here making it happen. Different <laughs> corners of the fucking continent. You know, we're just delivering the mail. So welcome back, people. Uh, you know what? It's, it's good, to be, good to be back live. We, uh, we enjoy these radio shows. They're a lot of fun. So thanks for people. I think we got people coming in the chat room as well. Um, We'll have a good show tonight. We're going to catch up with Nick Long. We're going to discuss Dutch champs, make some predictions for the French champs. I see uh, Tiger Woods on James' TV in the background, so I like I like the background TV. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you noticed that. Really excited. I always put golf on in the background once we start the show. I got my coffee section to one side. I got a little golf section to the other. I like it. Got the BMX clothing on. We've got to both have our uniforms on right now. It's showtime, baby. It's showtime. I know. My golf clubs are right behind the computer screens. I'm just looking at my sim driver oh, right now. How good is that to look at the whole time? You just get to oh, stare at it. I love we're it. We're talking high nasty bombs. Just high <laughs> nasty bombs. I love it. We got a good uh, good golf section, good golf talk coming up. We're going to try to do it at the end of the show this time if we get that far. Um, great golf talk coming up, though, let me tell you. I had some big matches this week. Tori played some good golf, I heard. We got a yeah, lot to talk about game, when it comes games, to golf. Game's, game's pretty tight right now. Gotta say, game's pretty tight. I've heard it's really, yeah, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. I'm excited, uh, I'm excited um, to hear about it. Thanks to ProGate Europe for uh, supporting our golf podcast. I mean, the next show, um, <laughs> when he starts the great gate. Uh, fucking Maris. I played with Maris yesterday. Maris has a great gate. Maris had, had some fantastic he gates. He won so many on ProGate Europe. Unbelievable. The amount of second pedal chops he had on a ProGate Europe, unbelievable. Absolutely. The most, the most savage one that always gets reference was Papandell in 2012. And we all know who was in lane seven behind the side. <laughs> Tori doesn't get his glory of being in that main, you know, putting on a good performance because Maris was popping off the best second pedal of, of his life. It's such bullshit because I had a good start. I just look like an absolute fucking child next to him. That's so disappointing. You know what? It's you know what's funny. If you actually look at me compared to like kind of everyone else, we're all pretty close. Like I was pretty close to David and Sam the halfway down the ramp, but I just look like I'm a mile behind because I'm next to a fucking racehorse. <laughs> You're the only one that has to be beside Dude, the guy. It's so ridiculous. Like I I look like I'm a child learning how to like 15x gate against Maris. It's just rude. It's honestly just rude. Like he could have been a little nicer. He could have waited to the third or fourth pedal to do what he did. No one was ever more exposed at a gate than I was in that <laughs> Little did I know when I was getting on seven, the missile that was going to come out of eight. Did, were you uh, coming down the hill just like, God damn, he got out good. I, I don't remember. Like, I think I remember coming down the hill and you know, out of your peripherals, you see guys next to you. I don't remember seeing like guys way ahead of me on the other side. You know, we're all, like I said, we're all fairly close. They might've been a little ahead or whatever. We're fairly close. Yeah. And yeah, just a missile out of lane eight or your bike in front of me halfway down the ramp. <laughs> You're like, cool, sweet. So uh, I don't even get to partake in this race against him. I'm just racing the other guys now. You know, there's not that many people, like, in sport, in 
any sport or especially obviously BMX specifically that have the capabilities to do something like that. Not really. I can't really, I mean, Sam did on, I don't even think Sam really did it compared to like in that fashion compared to Maris there. Mm, that's a good, good point. Like good Sam point. was very dominant and he mm-hmm. won a ton, but I don't know. I think Maris is one of those few people who could do it quite like that. I think Liam yeah. at time, a couple times did it as well. I think Liam did it at Manchester a few times for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Liam I want to Manchester. Maris I want to say there. if Sam did it, he did it on a flat hill. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, when I should, Sam actually did do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, do you see the first World Cups he won as a junior, like the one in South Africa? Um, I do remember, but I, ha- I can't remember it like very okay. well. But I remember so, I've watched it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to post a video this week. He fucked everyone up. So he would just win the world in 2009 <laughs> junior. And then, so he went to the World Cup in South Africa, which was, I think, like a month after. And him and Donnie, so Donnie just won the Elite Worlds, and Donnie was in Elite Two, Sam was in one. Dude, it's, it's pretty savage. That's unbelievable. Well, actually, Donnie might not have been in two, but he was maybe Somewhere. in three or something. Yeah. But I'll post the video this week. That was savage. All so, right, yeah, I, Sam, I, Sam's done it. I want to see that. That'll be a good one. Um, Davo had a good, any, speaking of BMX first rates, Davo had a hell of a second pedal by the looks of it, they're national champs. Yeah, he did. Do you think he was timed on Moto Sheets? I don't know, but, you know, I would hope so because he might have had a hell of a time. If he didn't know, you guys know, you got to get some times out there. You want timing and scoring made easy. You guys need to go support our friends at motosheets.com. They can make all your timing and scoring needs made easy. Uh, maybe you don't run a track, but, you know, maybe you, you ride at a track. So that track needs some timing. They need some scoring. Go to motosheets.com. Uh, they also have an app coming out soon. We need to touch base about that because I'm not sure what's going on with the app. But it's coming out soon, so stay tuned. Thanks to them, and thanks to Probate Europe, like we said, for uh, keeping this show rolling for you guys. I'm excited that we have some BMX to talk about again. Yeah, me too. It's been a while. I, at first, I had, don't think I read Neek's post before, so when I first watched the race, I was like, where's Neek? And then I went to his Instagram and realized he was sick. He doesn't have the vid, but he, I guess he was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad. I was talking to him about that too, having a little, uh, some kind of infection of some sort, keeping him off the bike for a little bit. Um, and then Harmson wasn't racing, unfortunately, either back injury by the sounds of it, or just maybe was dealing with one, I think it was, and it just wasn't racing yet either. So that's too bad. Um, but still some heavy hitters in the field. You got, you got Big Davo, you got the world champ Tuan in there, you got Skippers in there. He was coming off an injury as well by the sounds of it. A lot of, a lot of injuries going over there in the Dutch camp. It's pretty savage when the world champ doesn't win the national champs in the third. <laughs> it's insane, <laughs> like, hey? <laughs> so gnarly. <laughs> like, it's actually pretty comical when you think about it. Yeah, how many world champs go back to their national champs and, uh, yeah, are like that? It's actually pretty funny, yeah. That's insane. That just shows um, the show, depth. Sh- I mean, it shows how part of sport is, but it shows the depth of Holland. Like, that's a very difficult national championship to win because you have guys that, I mean, have won, or you have multiple guys that have won World Cups and you have, Dave and Yoris, who haven't won a World Cup, but have come really close to. Have both, oh, both of those guys have been leading to the final turn in Papendal. <sighs> Fucking idiots, close it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were so close. Like, guys, you were fine. It's your home track. There's no excuse. That was terrible. <laughs> There's no excuses for that, boys. There's no excuse. You got nothing. Anyway, a couple great riders, great guys. Great Dave, guys. close it out of Papendal. Yeah, he rode well. He's getting some heat on the third straight, too. He did. Shotman was riding fast, it looked like. Um, obviously, all those guys know the track like the back of the hand, of course. Um, it looked a little bit slippery. I was a little worried for them coming into that last turn. I was worried for Davo coming into that last turn so low. In yeah, a wet, Shotman a wet got turn. second, right? Yep, by the looks of it, yep. Yeah. It was funny. All three guys used to train with Jaspers. Or not, one still does, but... 
Oh, Connor yeah, Chapman still does too. Yeah, that's true. How about that, Jaspers? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny, huh? Yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, what were your thoughts on the new track? Um, one of the main things I noticed was the last straight. Hmm. Yeah, okay. It looks way easier. You can manage through it, no problem. Yeah, that's true. Um, I kind of like the little techie step up out of the last turn. I, I agree. That was like, I think before they changed the turn, you couldn't do the pull on, so there's only the one line. I thought it was a little bit boring. But once they put that, um, I guess, as a concrete turn in, and then you could pull on to the step up easier, and then you technically had the options to do the, the two lines, I think it did make it pretty fun and pretty cool to watch. You're right. Now it was kind of, it was kind of just basic manuals. I kind of liked it because on the last turn, it's not like it was an insane jump or anything, but it mm-hmm. was pretty steep, and it could get you, and you could get past. You messed it up. But at that point, you're really tired, yeah. and you really have to do a, a good job of spying the backside. So for me, like, I liked the, the tech jump out of the last turn. It, it kind of separated guys. Yeah. When you're not apparently, the guy. Apparently we don't believe in that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not the guy leading, like you love the tech jumps because you're like, okay, option for, or possibility that the guy in front fucks it up. And as an, like someone watching, you're like, oh, we got some action that could happen. When you're Honestly, leading though, you're like, just give me, give me two, two rollers. Let me go manual, manual. Like, let me just make it as basic as possible. That's why it was good though. Cause you couldn't just autopilot the last straight. No, it's true. And that's, I mean, you don't want that. At the end of the day, no. you don't want that. Yeah, it's just boring. It's like, how, how many of the ABA rounds do you watch when it's just that tabletop finish? And you're like, okay, cool. So whoever gets to the last turn has just won the race. We're just going to not. There's no chance. There's no fourth there's no straight chance on making a mistake. No, there's no fourth straight. We're just going to do three straights and then just have like a gimmick of a last straight. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. I think a track like Papinol, like I said, it was small, but the first of all, there's two lines. Like mm-hmm. Sylvan is one of the main guys who was doing the other line to jump across line, which was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you're tired. It's late in the day at, for instance, the World Cup, World Championships, and we need to be precise. And yeah, it's not like it's a huge jump, but you you mess it up. You case or over jump a little, you can lose a lot of time and get past and lost straight. You have to, it keeps you honest. You can't mm-hmm. just autopilot. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, speaking of that, though, the third straight looked like I thought there would be more options on that track with the comes to the third straight. I've heard that that one line that they were doing is the, the fastest line. So, of course, they're all just going to do that line. But I did think it looked um, a little technical still, too, and it made it fun to watch. Yeah, I think it's tough to make a third straight with multiple lines. I don't and know. Yeah. For some reason, there, there aren't that many of them. I don't know why. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know why. I, maybe it's hard for track to, to make two a, straight away two lines i think it's tough no matter what because i mean at the end of the day as racers we always find the fastest one and once one person finds the fastest one everyone's <laughs> going to do that same one your hope though is that the i would say that your hope is that the fastest line is a little bit more technical than the one that's a little bit slower yeah. let's say and then you hope that more people go for the safe option and then you have an option for those guys that want to risk it a little bit to go for the fast one but that's like yeah. you said, very very hard to do and it seems, I mean, the way the sports are going, I think they just, they don't seem to like a whole lot of creativity or like a faster two-line straightaway in the third straight. They kind of, it seems like most tracks are now just be, being built a, a bit more basic because yeah. I think they likely think it's safer. Yeah, but true. I think it's, a, yeah, there's a bit less separation. You don't have to be as precise. You don't necessarily get rewarded for having as much skill either. Mm-hmm. Um, like on an extreme sense, the first pop Nelly built, granted it was way too gnarly, but the third straight had a really tough jump across line that was faster, or you could pull in and go 2-2 two, two all the way through, basically, and it was really consistent, but it was slower. Yeah. So I think something like getting a straightaway 
something like that I think would be cool mm-hmm. um, where you're rewarded for doing something a bit harder. Do you know who built the Papandale track that's up now? You know, because I remember, I can't I remember. Because whatever, whoever built it, like they clearly, I think they obviously went for two options down that third straightaway. And I think that's like, I really liked like that, what it visually looked like the options were going to be. I thought that was going to be great because you had the, you could do the jump across line, which would have yeah. been awesome to watch. And then you would have had the the one that they were racing, which was like the, the doubles, basically just doubling through it. Um, yeah. If that, if think, that jump across line would have worked, I think it would have been so sick. Yeah. And I think it's not that hard. Like after you see people race on it or see guys ride it, you can adjust little things like make something a little bit steeper or put some more lip on something. So it's harder to do one line and you're kind of forced to do a different line or you have the option to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's small adjustments you, I think it can make to, to make it that way. I just, I don't necessarily know if, I don't know if people really care to be honest, you know? Well, I think, I think whoever built the Papendal track cares because they put, this is the first race they've had on the track. So, I mean, they definitely put the effort in to build a, a third straight with lines. Uh, first race on it, they probably obviously noticed that only one line got used, maybe, and then maybe they go make those adjustments, like you said. I don't know. I think that'd be awesome. I think if, if not, then they're probably not super worried about having two lines. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it'd be good to maybe not redo it, but obviously add a little to it so you can do both lines. Yeah, I would hope so, yeah. Like I said, it looks cool, like <laughs> the options you always have to I feel like the Euros in general, they do a better job at having the two options. Like you go to France, you go to Paris and those last two straightaways, there's multiple options you can do there. That's for sure. Oh yeah. We're, we're very one line here. <laughs> yeah. Then I think it's a North American thing that it's always, it's pretty much one line. A hundred percent. It's North American. Yeah. And all our tracks are pretty much one line. But <laughs> yeah. Like if, if, especially you go to France, there's a lot of rhythm sections. We do a lot of different lines, even on the normal tracks. We do different lines, which is super cool. The normal rhythm sections. Yeah. Whereas you go to ones here and it's just, Manual in, manual on the table, manual off the table, tap a step up. Just a basic. Absolute, just, absolute basic. Like you don't even need to, you don't even need to practice this straight away. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I mean, we're comparing some supercross tracks to normal, normal tracks, which is also a bit different, but yeah, I think that principle applies too. Yeah, true, true. Um, in, in other words, Laura won women's so super weird. Yep. I don't know how many times she's won that or won it in a row, but it's got to be up there. <laughs> it's got to be up there. How about little small getting second? Small was one too. Little that was two. good. I'm a little bummed. They're, they're second straight. Like I really like the look of the guys second straight on the track. I thought the jump out of the turn is a little bit smaller. Um, I still think that triple is a little bit weird, but looks good. But for the girls' side, kind of looked pretty pretty simple. Yeah, I think they need to challenge the women more. They yeah. need to make this for them bigger. The women have progressed so much, and a lot of them can jump the guy side, so why are they still making the women's side really small? Like, yeah. Progress it. Make it bigger. No, I agree. I think they should, too, because you're right. Yeah. The skill level of these females these days is uh, it's higher than it was before. They're doing a lot of these straight Yeah, that guys like, are doing. They're not pro could, sets anymore. They're just section one, section two. Like, girls are doing them, too. Like, a lot of, like, Laura, Laura or a lot of other women in the world, Felicia, they've jumped pretty big pro sections for the guys. Like mm-hmm. they've done berm jumps and stuff. So why not challenge uh, women like Laura, Meryl, Lise, Mariana, Felicia? You know, the level's so high. You can make their sections a lot more tech. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like cut out the, cut out the middles or make them peak. Like make them peak here, I think, and longer. Make, I, them, make them more like, like not a pro section like ours. Make them more kind of like a pro section. Yeah, why, don't we, do why don't we take out the middle? Why don't they have gap jumps? Why don't we put like a yeah. piece of grass down in the middle, like make it a gap jump? Yeah, you're a good point. Why yeah. do we need to do that? Like I understand if it's a track that's meant for amateurs as well, you can't really do that. But there's no reason for a World Cup or a World Championships when the females and junior females are on course 
that that for the race day or whatever, you adjust the track by putting something in the middle there so they can't just roll it. Yeah, make it more rewarding for jumping and make it more penalizing if they don't. Um, exactly, yeah. Side note, is, is, the, is, the, is our studio phone working? Uh, our studio phone is working from what I know just on FaceTime audio. I don't have any okay. calls coming in yet, but I hope it's working. Yeah, why? Yeah, okay. Just, no, just making sure it was on and everything because it was a bit funky that one track, so. Yeah, it, it still is funky. So the reason why it's funky, I think, is because <laughs> we paid $10 to activate the SIM card and get it working, and we haven't paid the $10 again. We've already ran out of minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big, big write-off for Coffee Chatter. Yeah, big write-off. So, um, so it's just kind of a phone with a SIM card in it. That's why we say FaceTime Audio people because we have yeah. no cell service. We only have Wi-Fi service. All right, yeah. So, and calls are coming from all over the world. So, people, FaceTime Audio if you want to call in today. Call yep. in anytime. Feel free. Um, speaking of Dutch champs, we got the French champs coming up this weekend. Those that are for sure the two hardest national champs to win, I would say. I, I would agree. By, yeah, I would agree by far. I, I would say the French. I would say the French is the hardest. The Dutch would be the second. I think the U.S. would be the third. You think U.S. Hey, mm. I think you could throw. Well, thank you. Mm. Well, look, U.S. is. I mean, Connor, Connor Corbin. Corbin. I know. Jay Smooth, Nick, Jared. Yeah. Okay. Okay. True. I was thinking. Bunch yeah, of guys Aussie, are Aussie or too. Columbia too. But no, you're right. That's U.S. It's still U.S. For sure, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's still U.S. Um, yeah, but with French national champs coming up. Let's get some predictions going for that. There's a lot of guys going fast there, like always. I think we could probably name eight guys that could win, and we wouldn't be surprised. I, I got a Maillet feeling. Oh, really? I got a Maillet feeling. All right, all right. I'm going to, Maillet's my guy. I'm going with Maillet. You're going with Maillet. Normal, normal track, he's super fast. I feel like a race in France, too, on a normal track, he's, he's going to horse and he's going to win. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say yeah, I'm going to say my Sylvan's going to get probably third. Sylvan's just, well, Sylvan we can just put in the top three. Yeah, he's going to be second. I'm going to say Sylvan second or third, no matter what. I'd um, say Joris. Joris probably. Oh, Actually, Joris it's going to go, go, go Maya, Sylvan, Joris. Shit. Sorry. I forgot Joris is going to be there, to be honest with you, because oftentimes he's in the U.S. and he's, he's not able to make their national champs. Fuck. All right. Yeah, I say he gets third. I was going to throw our boy Romain on, for the first, but now I got to pick Joris, too. Um, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Who do I pick I hate, now? I don't, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I have seen a quick look at the track. Um, pretty good size hill, I think. Not super, super flat, but obviously not a big hill by any means. Um, shoot, 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 shoot. Do I have to pick? Is it super flat? Um, I don't want to say it's super flat, but it's definitely... like it's, a, it's an orange track with a sweeper turn. You probably know the track if you saw it. I just don't know the name of it. Oh, okay. It's a lens. It's, yes, yeah, lens. Lemps or whatever it's called. Yeah, you want to go with that? Okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't know the name. Um, shit, yeah. It's Lempdes. Lempdes? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who to Romain, pick. Here's the thing. Romain, Romain could easily win, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised if he whole shot and wins. I wouldn't be surprised if Joris whole shots and wins. I won't be surprised if Mayette whole shot and wins. I won't be surprised if Rencarel whole shot and wins. I won't be su surprised if uh, Sylvan gets cut off but still wins. Um, <laughs> Fuck, I totally forgot. I totally forgot about Ring Carell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you got Eddie that's coming off a Euro round win. So there's another oh, guy. Eddie too. They got Eddie. Um, you got Simba. Simba's a World Cup finalist. Oh um, shit! All right. So who, I think 
Yeah, I still think Maya. I like Maya to win. You like Maya to win? Okay. All right, I'll take I'll take the, I'll take the rest of the field. <laughs> All right, who do you think's gonna win? Um, shit. I don't know who rides the track the most, so this is my problem. I I really want to take somebody that's ridden the track most. I know Romain's ridden the tracks. So I'm gonna take our boy Romain. All right, I'm gonna take Rome. I got you, Rome. Who, who are you calling on the box? On the box. I'm just looking behind you. Tiger's putting right now. Oh shoot! Should we look? Oh, he's yeah, who, thinks, who, who, who else is gonna get in the box? Uh, Sylvan's getting on the box and. Joris. Joris is getting on the box. Yeah, it's hard to say Joris won't get on the box. It's hard to say Joris won't win. <laughs> it's hard to say. So I was talking to uh, I was talking to Slyvane today. Um, oh, that's the wrong one here. I was trying to use a sound effect, but it didn't work. T was on the wrong one. Anyways, I was talking to Sylvan today. Uh, moving on. <laughs> you just gonna blow through it? Where is it? I was trying to find it. I hate that guy. There we go. There it is. I messed it up. So, anyways, uh, I was talking to that guy that we hate. And I was telling him that I've been thinking about coming over to France for a bit, get some training in and whatnot. And he's like, okay, well, when you come to the track, I have the Browers locked and loaded in, in their spots, basically. Like, he's got, them, he's got them in secured locations for consistent timing now. I told him it's not a motorsheets.com, but that's besides the point. Anyways, um, he's like, he's got times there. Romain, Joris, and Neek all have times there. And he's like, you got you to you put your time down, basically. And I was like... You fucking expect me to come to their track? Hell yeah, I'm nervous. You expect me to come there and just compete with probably the three biggest horses out there? Are you shitting me? How 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 far in distance is the timers? I don't really I don't really know, and that makes a big difference for me. I'm still working on the old acceleration phase. It's a big difference for me. Neek's really big acceleration guy. Rome's just pushing a big heavy gear. You know, Joris has got the one two three. I don't know. how far behind are my times right now if I hop on the OS too? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hop on the OS, answer, answer back, yes, sir, get yours today. How far, get, get yours today uh, how, how far off the timers are we, are we talking? Are we, how, are we looking 30 foot mark or are we looking this first would, jump? This would, this would be comical. Oh, this would be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> this would be, <laughs> this would be so be great. Um, oh, just my skinny little golfer's unit now walking on with the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, boy, oh boy! I'm thinking you'd be half a second back by the first jump. That's huge. That's a huge I'm, gap. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's like a bike and two bikes at least. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't think at half a second. That's like to the first jump. I'm not saying 30 foot mark. This is first jump. We're on 30 I foot. Honestly, mark. we need to do this because I honestly have no idea. I it don't could either. be half a second. It could be a full second. It could be like a few tenths. I have no idea. Let's pick it. I mean, we can't do it at home, really. I would say half a second is, is, I would say a few tenths. Maybe. Half a second. Half a second's a fucking mile. Okay, you think three tenths? It's at Capayon. So we used to ride that track sometimes, too. So Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it's probably like a 30-meter sprint. Okay, if we're talking. There's there's no way half a second. That's that's a lot. Okay, if we're doing the 30-meter mark. Not even 30 feet. We'll do 30 meter mark. I would say two, two, three tenths probably. Okay. If we're doing the 30 meter mark, I'll say two tenths. Two tenths. It's got a steep, it's like a really pretty steep hill than a flat. Oh yeah. Two tenths then for sure. (laughs) Uh, The steep hill would help me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) The steep hill. You need that one. Uh, Yeah. Say two, I'd say two, a solid two tenths probably. This is funny because when I was, when Tilden was telling me about this and I was like, bro, like you're telling me to come up against these horses and it's your home track. I'm going to need a buffer. Like I'm going to need a handicap here. <laughs> like you're, 
I mean, a tenth is a lot. That's a tenth is a lot for that short of a sprint. Like it's probably it's probably like a three it's like a three second sprint. Yeah, I'm assuming it's got to be in the threes. Most people's sprint timers are always two and a half to three Dude, and a half. Three seconds, like a tenth. That's quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no way you're a tenth off. No, like, probably not. No, but you know you got to try. Like if they're getting like say roughest, they're getting like a three three one. Like if it's like a three three seven, that's still quite a big difference. Yeah, it is. Three three one. If if I'm getting three five, <laughs> <laughs> you think you yes. could get a? I think you could get a three five if they're getting a three three. Oh, hundred percent. Fucking easily. What? Uh, easily. <laughs> you, I don't think it'd be easy. I have. I. Oh yeah, dude. Like you, I don't. I don't want to doubt your abilities because I know you could hop on a bike and be as a natural as you were. But I doubt that yeah, the walking exactly. on golf courses has produced any kind of fast twitch muscular fibers in your body. <laughs> those, you're born with those. I know. I know you are. No, it's just for sure. I would like strength wise. Yeah. But like the years of doing it, like I think you'd be surprised if you took time off. You just hop on it, like, like, you, or like you take any retired rider, they could hop on and still be like pretty good. Yeah, you still got like, the one, two, three in you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. We got we got to test this because I'm I'm actually legitimately pretty curious. Mm-hmm. Oh, so for before the pandemic hit and the world went tits up, yeah, we were doing Gates at Ridge that one day. Me, you, and Ryan. So yeah. that was probably like a thirty meter sprint at the first jump. Okay. And I was probably like a wheel to half a bike probably behind. So what do we think that is? Oh, that's, that's not. The sprint's probably fairly similar. The sprint at Calvin might be a little bit farther than that one. Fairly similar. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have, see that one's short and slow. So Abbas or Ridge Meadows, the gate's slow, flat hill. So I'd say the flat hill's at a disadvantage for you, but because it's yes, so slow to the first jump, I don't think there's much separation either. Um, hmm. so what, what's half a bike difference? How many tenths is that? That'd, that'd be huge. That's probably like probably three, three. I was gonna say three tenths. No, I don't think so. Like, I gotta think. We need a mathematician to come on here and measure out how yeah, speed versus our it, distance. It, we need graph. We need graph. It's graph or no? G-Raph, at the 30-meter mark, how big is two-tenths of a, different, a gap difference? That's what we want to know. Yeah. We need to figure this I, out. I don't, I don't know the relation between bike lengths and tenths of, tenths of a second. No, that's true. I don't either. Just holding up the answer forks. Nice. Answer BMX, baby. Get yours today. I've had them in hand the entire time. <laughs> Mine. Nick might know. We're going to call him. It's, it's 5.30. We should call Nick, too, because he, he just texted me. We could ask him what he right. thinks. Let's get Nick. Um, Are you I was close enough to your mic? Um, let me make sure I'm close enough to Mike. I haven't been checking That's, the sound. That, that sounds better, yeah. Speak closer to it. Okay, that thank you. Better. I need the reminder. It's, when I'm on the screen, like I said to you last time, I always forget because I'm like, oh, I just want to be on the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. I got to remember to say. Yeah, got to remember to say. My beard is my measure. If my beard's rubbing up against it, I'm close enough. Yeah, that sounds better. That sounds yeah. Um, okay. Get Nick Long on here. Speaking of answer BMX, my forks came in handy when I nose case the triple today. T bars went chi town. Oh my Dude, god, I said, that was just like the laziest triple jump I think I've ever seen. It literally was so casual, thinking I was just hot shit rolling through the straight backwards with Rye. No big deal. Went to pull up, back end hit kind of a soft spot, and just instantly knew I was nose casing. Yeah, bars Gosh. went. Took the I five north to Rockford. That was so bad. All right, I was gonna try to use the other phone to call Nick, but we're just gonna go back to my phone. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Okay, Johnny. Let's get him on the old FaceTime audio here. Why? He had a, birth- he had a birthday bash from last week. 
I know. That's weird. He took over Instagram, had his birthday, had a big jam. We want it's to talk a big to him. Day. Hello? Oh, Johnny, how's it going, buddy? Good. How's it going? You are, you're live John. on Coffee Chatter Radio with myself and uh, Mr. Terry. Johnny Long. Hey, guys. We, I'm driving up to Cali Worth. No. Alyssa Snyder's boyfriend's birthday party. So I might be, I'm on speaker right now. Cali Worth? Not, well, Callie Worth's going to be there, but it's Alyssa Snyder's boyfriend, baby daddy's birthday party. That's a name I haven't heard in so long. I remember her when I was a kid. She was at my wedding. Oh, really? I, I didn't know her, but I remember she raised amateur. I think she was a few years older than me. Yeah, she's like a my Shelby's age, kind of maybe a year older. You are just on the birthday train, Nick. We want to wish you a late happy birthday. You took over the Instagram for us last week on your birthday, had a big jam. Um, from what we could see, looked awesome. Wow, how was the jam for you? How was the birthday jam? Looked looked sick. Birthday jam was awesome. Uh, yeah, sorry about the the takeover thing. One, I've never done one of those. Two, I've never cared to watch anybody because I don't usually care what people have to say. So I didn't really know what exactly to do. Uh, but yeah, so I gave you guys my best shot. I th- yeah, I thought it was great. I thought you did a wonderful job. I was surprised you've never done one, first of all. So uh-huh. it was like, how many people have probably wanted Nick yep. to do a takeover? Uh-huh. And it's like, how have you not? So you did a great, you did a fantastic. I loved it. I watched your whole day. No, you didn't. Yeah, you did an excellent job. I wish I would have like done more throughout the jam, but I was kind of, like there was a bunch of cool people there. Like Gary Young was there, Ryan Fudger from like Trans World and uh, BMX, the BMX Instagram. Uh, I don't know, Cole Volker, a bunch of like freestyle guys. It was an awesome Awesome day. So it would have been cool to bring the phone around and, you know, bug them, get in their faces. But then again, I can't do that because I don't want, like to. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. No, I understand. Because at that point, you just want to enjoy the birthday with an Instagram story. And I get it. I should, I should have got back on there when I was shotgunning a few beers. But, yeah, I goofed. I was playing music. That was the real issue. My phone was playing, like, Bluetooth and all the music. So my phone was down on the speaker. She just, like, took her clothes off and rode naked on the drink. <laughs> nah, there was children there. That's a big thing going around hey. these days. Adults can't show themselves to children. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, Nick, we were just talking before you came on. We were trying to figure out how close I would be to, like, uh, so James might go to France, and so Sylvan has timers at his home track to the first jump, and it's probably, like, a 30-meter sprint. Do you know how many tent, like, What's a bike length? Is it like a tenth of a second, two tenths? What is it? A full bike length? No, a front wheel at like, I don't know, first straight speed. Like our our 60-foot sprint, like a wheel was about a tenth. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> that kind of oh how we broke James, it. it might be two, more than two tenths back. I think- so, Nick, if, if, I'm, if I just hop in and do a gate at, at Cavalier France, first of all, we think – I'm probably a bike back from Sylvan and those guys or more. Tell me tense we talking. I I I miss most of that. <laughs> a bad connection. All right, James, might be clear on your end. You, yeah, you we have, we have bad connection. You were saying if Tori does his gate, does a gate at Cavion, um, yeah. without any training like he's going right now, how to to where the timers are, we're gonna guess it's first jump, thirty meters, something like that. How far yeah. back do you think he is? We're thinking like two tenths, three tenths? I think I from, think it's climbing right now. From Sylvan? Yeah, from like yeah, from Sylvan, let's say, yeah. 
I'm still, if it's, what do you say, what, 30 meters, so that's 90 feet. That's pretty far. I bet Tori would get his ass whooped by at least half yeah. a second. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not, after, after like a wheel with a tenth, I'm not feeling super great. About <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I'm pretty far back. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting smoked by half a second at 90 feet. Oh, yeah. Not half a second. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a half a second hand or half a second handicap for the first jump. Oh, did you oh. just do a time trial? You just the first jump. You're just half a second back on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna put a damper in your uh, time trial for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the record would not continue <laughs> <laughs> unless you got that track speed like me, John, <laughs> Mr. Johnny Track. I mean, Johnny. I think you've been riding these trails long enough. You might turn into a just a track speed guy completely, dude. I was watching old videos around me on my laptop from like Oldsmar and stuff. Dude, that is your track. You are so fast around the track there. What is it about that place? Hey, unless I made a mistake, I didn't usually get passed around the track. I never had a problem with that. It was when I hit my pedal on the ground or some dumb shit like that. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bullshit, eh? You know, it's funny. Yeah, it's yeah, John, Nick actually never really got passed around the track. He was always actually really good around the track. Or always is really good around the track. That's true. These unknown things you know about Rick. <laughs> I just I just remember for a long time a certain someone wouldn't do the pro section of the Chula ABA track for half laps. Oh, that thing's hairy, man. It's too much room for error on that one. Amen. I know from experience, but that, come on, that's come, come on. all right. All right. If you had to do a half lap on the uh, the the just Chula Vista ABA track or the the Chula Massive Rio, not Rio track, what would you do? Oh, ABA for sure. I wouldn't even, I would never even pedal around the first turn in Rio on that Rio. So you track. never, you never did that second straight. Oh, I did. I, I shit on it. I, two, two weeks in a row, I crashed on the triple out of the second turn, and then I, oh yeah, uh, tried rolling the berm jump and hit the some the wall side and landed right on my head and broke another helmet. Oh my god! Did you did you ever do the berm jump like the whole straight? Yeah, yeah, I did it a couple of times. I did, I did the whole track before, but not together. That, it just was terrible. And I guess no one rides that place anymore, huh? It's just growing. It must, it must be a goat trail. <laughs> Nobody rides anywhere there. You got to do forty-five different tests to even get on the site there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesus Cristo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, That's... I got, I had to travel to Colorado that trip for my sister's thing, and then I had to do all the testing again. So I have been back. Yeah, oh, that's shitty. So how do you, yeah. you can't go ride this. I was talking to Sam and Lisa about it. I guess do you have to get like tested before. Or how does that, how does it work to ride that now? Yeah. It's like five different days of testing. You have to drop like do a three day quarantine at home or whatever. Then you have to go do a spit test, go home, come back the next day, do another spit test and like a, some like blood prick test. Then you got to wait a couple of days, go do a, like an EKG and something else. And then there's a final test. It's, it's madness, I'm telling you. Oh, my God. Why, why, why can't they just test you for COVID and if you're clear, fucking have at it? That's what it is. But, the, I, mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't know exactly why they do it all. And then we have to do out these surveys every day, twice a day, in the morning and at night. And we have to do them contractually or we're, like, getting in trouble and not allowed to go back to the center. So, I, well, I don't know. That sounds like, yeah. That sounds like a complete fucking circus. What, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. what an absolute lockdown. Like, you just that's awful. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Somebody just got COVID there again last week. Oh, 
Well, Casey, now that yes. makes all that testing worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One I'm person just avoiding that's avoiding it. Yeah. That sucks. That's yeah. It's so unfortunate that a track like that doesn't get ridden because even a couple of years ago, no one rode it because it was so big. They spent so much money to build it. Yeah, they needed to plow that bitch and make a pool. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. That's that wasn't that a plan of theirs. That wasn't that was originally going to happen. Dude, that track was so sick before when we were riding it before Rio. That thing was it was, it was the most beautiful track ever. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, that that track was badass. They should have never changed it after. True. You see this cool track? Yeah, yeah. No, this is cool. This is small peanuts compared <laughs> to what we're going to do. You guys just wait. <laughs> going to make it huge. I remember before huge. the Grands, that one year in 2018, they wanted some test riders, and I was thinking about testing it, and then I came to my sense. I was I'm not fucking testing that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? That thing's huge. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, All right. Thanks, Johnny. What else you, what else you got yeah. for us? Anything else? What are you up to? Uh, not much. I train... Train my normal schedule, and then I just fucking dig every day almost. So, uh, we're the trails are shut down right now for under construction because nobody likes to come help except for uh, Anthony and myself. So we're just digging and riding ourselves till we get everything finished up and pretty for everybody to come check out. Not a boy. We gotta we gotta get out and hit the golf course again soon too. Yeah, you're still in town. We gotta get the get out there again. I uh, I gotta ask Tom what they. That tournament is, uh, I think it's coming up soon. Oh, right. My game's pretty tight right now, too, so time is good. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got to get out there. Again. Get the old lady yeah. out there, too. Does Savvy play? Like she's played a few. She doesn't play, but she's played a few times with me. I mean, if Lindsay was down, I mean, the four of us could have a good time. Yeah, we'll have to go whack some balls. That yeah, sounds good, bro. Thanks for, uh, thanks for answering our call, buddy. Have a, have a good time with the birthday. You're a big birthday guy. I'm, I'm just here for the people. You know me. <laughs> he's a people pleaser. He's a he's a man of the I'm, people. He's a man of the people. Exactly, exactly right. Your favorite racer's favorite racer. Uh, <laughs> I'm your parents' favorite racer. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> All right. No. Thanks, buddy. Have a All good right. night. Yeah, yeah, guys. Have a good time. Thanks, we'll Johnny. Talk to you soon. Later. Yep. Later, guys. Johnny Long, everybody. Thanks for him coming on, having a quick chat with us. Nice to hear about his birthday. He had some big hitters at his birthday. Yeah, he did. It's cool to see him, dude. You know, thinking about it, dude, he's he's legit one of the. He was like one of the young OGs when Supercross first happened, and now he's just still one of the OGs of Supercross. That's BMX in general. He's been around for fucking ever. Uh, it's insane, isn't it? Yeah, and like he's obviously that's impressive too. In BMX, there's been so many injuries in our sport, mm-hmm. and just having a career with a longevity like that is crazy. Yeah, it isn't crazy. It is very much is. A lot of respect to Nick. Um, I was just chatting the chat room here on our YouTube thing. We got Jeremy Smith in there here saying uh, RM100 for the win. We got Blake in there saying BP17 for the win. Who's BP? Who am I missing? Who's BP17? I don't know. Oh. Why, why do I feel dumb for not knowing? I feel like we should know that. Maybe it's just some... Who's number 17? I don't I know. Medell used to be number 17. I don't know who's 17 now. So <laughs> it's kind of one of those. But yeah, things. career longevity is crazy. I think about how many interests we go through. Yeah. No, you're right. We do a lot. And we had, we had, a, we had a chat here. What... Um, through our career, like the amount of injuries, not the amount of injuries that we have that we do know about, first of all, is insane. Um, but there are times that we get injured through training at races. We take big slams. We're hurting for months that I assume that we're having getting injuries that we don't even know about. How many injuries do you think you've had that you don't even know you've had? Like, I don't want talking like scrapes. Like I'm talking like internal damage that you really don't know about, but it's actually serious. <laughs> um, 
was well, the first time I ruptured my spleen, I kept riding another like 45 minutes before I finally came off the track. But that doesn't count because after that, then I realized. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, okay, something isn't right. That's actually what I think back to. That's so fucking early. Um, but like you did your wrist, I know at one point, right? Wrote on that. I mean, you found out about it later. <laughs> yeah, I cracked my wrist like the. I found it the next day, but at that they had told me it wasn't broken, and I just kept training. They told me it was like cracked. I've actually, there's, I'm sure I've done that before. I think, I mean, at the Worlds in Rock Hill, I'm pretty sure I broke my finger. I never got it tested, but I had to tape it to my, I had to like tape it to my other finger and classic. Um, tape around my grip to grip to like grip my bar so I couldn't bend as much. Scientific advantage. So, yeah, there's that. But like, I never got it diagnosed. I mean, there's for sure like, I think broken ribs are probably a common one because you, a lot of times you wouldn't necessarily go get them checked if they just yeah. hurt for like two months. I'm thinking like ribs or like shoulder damage, uh, maybe oh some concussions for damage. sure. Oh concussions definitely. Everyone's had yeah, we've all, diagnosed yeah. concussions one hundred percent. Yeah, whether we knew about it or just didn't want to, didn't know about it or didn't want to tell oh. anybody. Hundred percent. Everyone's yeah. Everyone's yeah. rang their bell. Like, oh no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm good. Let me go. <laughs> you know, but while you're walking though, you're like just walking like crooked, like facing one way, just going the other. It's like yeah, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Undiagnosed concussion for sure. Yeah, I definitely think I've done something to my shoulders because they don't like when I lay on my back and lay back. Like I've definitely done something that they don't work right. They do a lot of clicking in there. Yeah. Before the world's in Baku, I, I did something to my shoulder when we were lifting. I remember we were doing like heavy bent over rows one session with yeah. the barbell and I fucked my shoulder up. I don't know exactly. what I did, but since then I'll do like a certain movement and I'll get like a stabbing pain. I think I like partially like separated my shoulder or something. Yeah, probably. I guess probably yeah. what I feel like I did in my shoulder. They're, they're not right. Either way, or, they're not right. Or I put my arm, I was riding motocross at my uncle's house, like after the world of Rotterdam and I tucked the front in the corner and put my arm out. I think I subluxed my shoulder because I felt, I felt this, the, the, the joint kind of like move out and move back in. And I was like, oh my, oh my God. <laughs> what, what did I just do? And it was sore for a while, but it was, I was fine. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of, sh- like, generally speaking, I heard a quote or stat or something at the Olympics. It was like pretty much every athlete that is dealing, is dealing with a nagging injury of some sort. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, it's like, like we always say, like, how many top athletes, how many times are they riding without an injury? Like, yeah. probably, probably very rarely do they not have something nagging on their body from either like crashing or just from overtraining something and getting a strain of anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, or you just look at people. Like, for instance, my mom didn't get it from a sport, but she's got like a I don't know, sore back or, you know, like yeah. people in general have a sore back or a sore ankle or something. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yep. Um, what about true and false? I got some good ones today. All right, let's move on to the, uh, the old true or false uh, question segment. Um, shit, hold on. What is it? What is the true or false one again? It's oh definitely God. not that one. No, it's the, it's the game show. One. I gotta switch to the game show because it's time to do the true and false segment. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, true or false, Terry? Do you want me to go first this time, Hair Pal? All right, lead us off, Mister True. Let me lead you off <laughs> with the one that I think is. Um, I think the reason why I thought of it is because you've already done it. Okay. All right. True or false? Neek doesn't like chocolate. False. Everyone likes chocolate. Nope. That's uh, it's actually true. 
That's actually a very fun fact. Okay. I'm, yeah, the person doesn't like chocolate. I'm glad that yeah, I could, first of all, I'm glad I could share with you. Second of all, I'm glad you, it wasn't one that you used. It makes me feel very good about myself right now. Yep. Yeah. I got, wow. the, I got a hissing noise in the background right now in the audio and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I wonder why he doesn't like, what, I wonder why he doesn't like chocolate. How do you not like chocolate? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. My first one. Dave Herman was the first person. Kate, are you done? You good? Can you hear that? No, I'm, no. What? It's fine. All right, go. All right. <laughs> Dave Herman, big Dave Herman was the first person to win the NAG5 challenge and amateur title of the same year. Why do I feel it? I'm going to say this is true because I knew he did some serious damage as an amateur. So I'm going to say this is true. I don't know how or why, but it's true. True. It's pretty fucking good. That's insane. I knew he like was just an animal when it came to those titles, I felt like. Yeah, yeah. Dave, Big Dave was a pretty savage. I mean, obviously an animal and elite, but savage amateur. Yeah, very savage. Can we talk about that quickly, that whole shot in Phoenix? Holy, press race? holy smokes. Just smoked <laughs> him by two bikes, basically. <laughs> He smoked all of us, and it wasn't even a long first straight. No, <laughs> like no, there wasn't even much pedaling. I would say like three jumps, but not super long. You give Dave an outside lane when he's feeling it; he can do that. That's insane, hey? Yeah. Watch well, not even outside lane, but I just mean like you give him a, you give him space. He's you gone. Know? Yeah. If you let him fucking start getting in that gearbox, start switching them gears. That gearbox, man, done. you're done. <laughs> you're screwed at that point. Um, all right, second one for me, Sylvan, uh, until 2012. Would train on a forty-four sixteen, um, but he would race on a forty-five sixteen. But then he would do the time trials on a forty-six sixteen. So at a World Cup or these races, he'd ride a forty-five. Okay, you're gonna, you're gonna need to say this again because I got really confused. Okay, so Sylvan would train on a forty-six sixteen. He would go down to a forty-five. A forty. A forty-six sixteen. He would train on it. Okay, I think this is true. Yeah. Okay, let me finish before you answer. No, it's it's true. I don't care. I want to finish. It's, it's true. He would then, it's true. he would race on a forty-five. But for time trials, he'd put the 46 back on just for the time trials and then go back to the 46 or 40. Yeah. Yeah. He used to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. All His right. gear looks so big down the ramp for a time trial. It's kind of funny. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, true or false? Jeremy Smith's dad named him after Jeremy McGrath. Oh, this is a toughie. Oh, that's a toughie. I don't know how big his dad is as a moto guy. Um, shoot, hey, you know, BMX, moto, BMX dads love motocross. I'm gonna say, yeah, let's go. Let's yeah, go. you got it. Really? <laughs> nice. Did you have to ask him for that? Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh that, was a, that was a good one because I, I probably would have guessed false. Yeah, that's fair. I just I had to try, I had to take a shot. I thought it would have been good one though. Great question. Yeah. Um, Tuan is currently building a to Tokyo replica first straight in his backyard. Swan in his backyard that he lives in an apartment building? Well, like around the corner. Close enough. Very like, close to his backyard. Close to himself. Like we're talking Supercross Hill? Oh, yeah. We're talking like a, a Supercross Hill, like a four-man Supercross Tokyo replica first rate. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised because somehow in Holland they always get hooked up with this shit, but I'm just going to guess false. Uh, it's true. I saw, his, I saw his little thingy going That's on insane. today. He's got some scaffolding for like a four-man gate going up. And, um, yeah, it seems absolutely absurd because it's in Holland and they just love sport and somehow this stuff just like happens. Like I'm not surprised at all. Like where does the money come from, come from to all of a sudden just get this Tokyo replica first rate that's going to be taken down anyways. Like you got Papendal there to use. Why don't you, we can't just go to Papendal and use that one. Yeah. No. Oh no. Something just came up on my computer. 
No, it's fine. Nope. Nothing. Just in. Anyways, the live chat. I thought the live chat went out, and I was like, "Wow." Oh, that would have been. That would have been very. All right. Mariana and Vincent are heading to Croatia for a vacation now. Uh, true. Yeah, I could see that. They're already in Europe. Oh no, it's false. But oh. it sounds believable. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it'd be a great opportunity. <laughs> I've always, I've actually always wanted to go to Croatia. Yep, it's on my bucket list. Same with Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, last. Oh, I got two more actually, but I, I don't want to use both of them, so I'll just use one. Um, Susa, I, got, I got two more. Okay, I will use both of them. All right, Souza loves to cook. Yeah, if you cut out, what did you say? Souza loves to cook. Hmm. Does he seem like a chef? False. It is actually true. Bum, bum, bum. God damn it. Um, I got to do something about my I audio. I like how break. you just switched from all false now to all true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wasn't one of them false? No, I think so. Oh. All right. I actually got uh, Souza was the first Brazilian to make it to the podium in the AA Pro Class. I think that's true. I don't, I, I don't know the Brazilians well enough, and I don't know if Rezende, when Rezende got a podium, so I'm going to say true. It's false. It oh. was uh, Renato Silva back in 2001. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what a stretch. What a stretch. Holy I would have guessed false, too, because I would have thought Resende might have had one before. I, I was going to guess Resende, but then I, like, I don't know who else. I don't know that know him, Silva. Like, I wonder if Renato's had one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Good question. Um, all right, last one for me. Uh, Ryan Carlisle, Ryan Carr, um, is ranked 136th nationally in weightlifting in the 71 kilogram weight class division. True. That's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> you just make them all true. Like, you got to mix it up. Like, have some imagination. Make a couple false. <laughs> all right. Next week, I got a false. I already have a false oh, one for next week. I like I already... how you just go from one, one extreme <laughs> to the complete other extreme. There's no in between. I don't when get it. Was, I'm sorry. All right. My last one. When I was a kid, I always wanted to write the answer because I thought this stuff was really cool. I liked their pants. I 100% agree because answer BMX was freaking sick back then and it's still sick now, but back then it was even sicker. They were, yeah. they were still sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Great, great. Uh, that was a great one, actually, T. Because you know why? Answer BMX. Get yours today. And that's the true or false section, everyone. There it is. Okay. Um, T, take over for a second here, buddy, because my, my audio, I'm telling you, I can hear some buzzing and I can see it on the screen. That means everybody else can hear it. I'm going to try to take care of it really quickly. All right. Well, what kind of buzzing do we have going on? I don't understand. I don't understand how we have random buzzing going on. We purchased this equipment and now we have buzz. So actually some guy messaged us on Facebook and said, I was asking me, he's from Seattle and was asking me about um, what kind of equipment we use and what I would recommend for people starting a podcast. Honestly. And I told him, honestly, when we first started, granted the sound quality wasn't as good as it is now because we got Richard studio equipment now. When we first started, we literally just recorded on my MacBook or my iPhone and it was fine. Yeah, we did. And it was great. Yeah. Like it's good enough. Honestly, you can just start recording on your iPhone and then you can just get a couple easy USB mics and plug them into a laptop and do it that way. It's super yeah. basic. And the USB mics we first got were like 35 bucks each. We got some, yeah, they were really cheap. They were cheap. They yeah. were great though. Last show was a little bit annoying. Like I told you, I think before the show, we had a little audio issue because 
when we had Tori and we had Tony, Tony, um, they were coming out of the same audio source, but they were different levels themselves. So I couldn't change the audio because they were the same person in the, on the, on the, you know, the, the mixer board here. So that, that was kind of annoying, but no one said anything. So that's great. As long as you don't have any complaints, we're happy. So I was just thinking, you know, people always talk about athletes in their prime and whatnot. Always in his prime years, always past his prime. Yeah. How do you know when you're in your prime or when someone's in their prime? So obviously results are great, blah, blah, blah. And then say someone starts doing poorly. Like, are they past their prime or are they just in a, down, in a little bit of a, not a down spell, but like a, I don't know. They're just going a, through a rough patch or something. How do you know? Mm, that's a great question. Um, really great question. I was just watch. I've been watching Suits a little bit with my parents. I never watched the the show Suits. Oh, I got, I got a man crush on Harvey. Fair enough. Like you know what? He's a fucking well put together. Man. <laughs> I barely know who you're talking about, but I do know who you're talking about this time. He's, and like he's, yeah, he's the main liar. Looking. Like he's the main liar. Like good looking guy. Got, got you know nice comb over. Always got a fucking great suit. Great a sick suit. Apartment. Yeah, I love that guy. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Um, one of the episodes. Um, was there was a tennis player that was coming in that was 16 years old and he was trying to sue his dad basically because his dad wouldn't let him go pro and he was saying that he's in his prime right now. He's like some athletes, you know, develop faster than others and he needed to go pro because he was 16 but he was actually in his prime. And I was like in my head thinking like, okay, come on, bro. You're not in your prime when you're 16. So this, See, this is this is why minors don't have age of consent until they're 18. That's just fucking stupid. That's just silly. So it brings me to your question. How do we know when we're in our prime? I don't think we do. I think it's something that you look back on and like you realize like I'm in my prime. Yeah. Because I think at the time you're so invested, so involved. As a professional athlete, you can get to a point where you could be going the fastest you ever have. But a lot of times, a lot of athletes are still always developing, trying to find new ways to get faster. So how do you know that if they're young enough that give them a few more years that they're going to be even faster? I mean, I think I think once you've hit your ceiling and you can't go any faster and you start not start not doing as well, I think that's what. Uh huh. I would think though you look at uh, someone like David Graff is a great example who has been going the fastest he ever have and it's later in his career. So at let's say when so, he was Sil- at twenty five, Sylvan too, yeah, yeah, Sylvan too as well. You're right. He's been, he's been doing it for a long time going this fast, but I would say the fastest he ever has as well. And these people are older of age, but you couldn't tell me that when they were 25, 24, that when they were still going fast, that they didn't think that they could have been in their prime. Like, how do you know at the time? Like, obviously, you have that belief that you can always get faster, but how did they know? How do you know at the time that you're like, I'm I'm not actually as fast as I'm going to get? Like, I can get faster. This isn't my prime. I think if you still keep progressing and still keep improving, going faster and getting better results, clearly you haven't hit the ceiling yet. But if you can't get any faster... And results, results, results are trailing off. I think you're on the downward trend. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to objectively see that because I think as athletes we always feel like, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, whatever can improve this and I'll get back or I'll be blessed. Blah yeah. blah blah. It's hard to actually have an outside perspective on that. Hundred percent. I thought it was hard to listen to Tony talking about his athletes that have already reached their ceiling and we're just trying to like keep them going against their ceiling. Basically. I think that's as an athlete, that's hard to hear because you always want room to be improved and you're, you always think that there's room to improve because you're not doing everything perfect. There's always something you can improve on. Maybe it's not your yep. strength. Maybe it's not your speed, but there's something you can always improve on. There is something you can always improve on for sure. Um, and then as you get older too, like your physical profile kind of changes, like muscularly, you're not as quite, you're more explosive in your early twenties. And then you, you actually increase your strength as you get into your late twenties and even thirties for guys. But that's kind of an argument of that. 
it helps us to BMX or hurts us, likely hurts us more as we get older because it's such an explosive sport. But yeah. yeah, it comes to a point when your physical body can only go so fast. True. I get that. Like, it's only going to get to a point where you can only go so fast. Luckily for us in BMX, there's so much technique involved. And there's so much, like you can always go faster on the track. Mm-hmm. You can always increase your track speed and technique and that kind of stuff. But physically, yeah, you are going to reach a point where you, it's peak explosive power or peak force. And there's nothing you do. Like if you're from genetics and stuff, like you can try rearranging training and that, but you are essentially going to reach a, uh, a point, a ceiling at some point. Yeah, no, you're right. It's just hard to know. Like you said, yeah, you're right. How do you know? When do you, when do you fall in the tr- fall into the trap of believing that? I should say. It's okay though. Like reaching your ceiling is actually great. It means you've maximized yourself. That's fucking ideal. It's true. Yeah. Like it means you've completely maximized yourself. But if you're doing well and you're at your ceiling, fucking great. Fucking good for you. You're right. Actually, good. Great and point. Then, great point. Why look at it as a negative? Why don't you look at it no, as a positive? Like, like you're doing the best you can do. You literally reach as fast as you can go. You literally solve training. That's what everyone's trying to do <laughs> is trying to reach their maximum potential. So if you've reached it, that's off to you. Straight um, up, yeah. At that point, it's more about managing it. So there's no point in doing like huge phases and breaking yourself down, blah, blah, because it's not really going to help. You have more, you're better off to put more stock in recovery and making sure you're maximizing yourself and staying at that in your peak form and, and ceiling. Um, but for sure, it's hard for coaches too because as a coach, you always think you get more of your athletes. It takes a mature person to really understand when the athlete is likely to reach their ceiling. Yeah, no, 100% is. Because as an athlete, you're like, okay, as long as we do this again, we can get more out of it. And that's what you're probably constantly thinking. Unless you're looking at the data well enough to know that it's not coming around, you're always probably thinking that. Yeah, and just look at like Connor and Joris and I mean Elise and those, those riders. Like, yeah, they're probably at their ceiling now. Are they getting exponentially faster every year probably not but they're able to maintain that you know that form year after year and they probably i'm sure they are getting stronger in the gym still and improving incrementally but they're more or less you know trying to stay at that top yeah level uh, speaking of the gym i was hitting the old bp again the other week I'm, I'm back on the bp game as of like a month or two ago probably a couple months ago um put up a one hundo for six reps i'm on the hundred for 10 10 goal right now that's what i'm going for Fuck, that's solid. I, mean, um, I think the best I ever did was two years ago. I did like five sets of five with it. You were just rep, yeah. That, I remember you repping it out for five sets of five. Like that was solid. <laughs> Super good. That I can't get back to that level. Yeah, no, that takes some time. That takes some serious time. It like, does. It, yeah. it seriously does take some time. It, we, it really does because you need like strong ass shoulders and wrists and everything too to be able yeah. to Um, my audio is still doing it, T. God. Dude, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Not, it's not. Everyone's going to be able to hear it, but I can see it. Anyways. Um, quick golf check in there, too. I uh, played golf again with Maris yesterday. So we went and played. We went to play a full 18 at his home course, but they were they were doing construction on the other half. So, like, oh, you play the front nine twice. So we played the front nine. I shot two over, so we played fucking great golf. Okay. Um, we had to do the back nine, but there was such a huge lineup because people were coming to do the nine, and we were going to come around and do the nine again. So we are like, oh, fuck, this is so stupid. So we went to the clubhouse, and they gave us a free round for the future when it's ready. They have to stop aerating the greens and stuff. Okay, well, that's nice, because I was going to say that and is so absolutely the, stupid. So then we drove to another course and played around at uh, yeah, another course in Murrieta. It was, it was a really fun track. Fantastic. Should we, uh, should, yeah. we, should we just get into the golf check-in right now? I want to I hear about your match with uh, Max, uh, my swing coach, because I heard you guys – you used to give me updates, and I heard 
I heard some funny stories. All right, let's get into the uh, the golf check-in segment here. All right, golf check-in segment coming oh, at you. I, fucking love it. <laughs> I had to do something fun for it. I love um, it. Yeah, so last last week when I played around, Max called me up. Tory swing coach Max. I like to say Max Homa, but it's not. It's Max Cohen. Um, called me up, played a match with one of his clients and one of his client's friends. Played a little two v two. So played on Golden Eagle for anybody that cares. Nobody else knows about it, but Tori. I was really excited for it's this. A, it's, it's one of our home tracks. It's so fun. Yeah, I was re- I was really excited. Just loved playing the course. Had the new yeah. big stick out. Um, didn't know the guys we were playing with, but like two bigger guys, older guys. I thought we had them handled, no doubt. Like I was like, it's not even going to be fair. With when I got Max on my team, and I was like, no way, these guys are going to be swinging as far as we are. First hole, okay. So first three holes, I open up a fresh sleeve of balls for the first three holes. Oh no! Oh no! Tee shot number one, pull it left into the woods, gone. Had to take a drop. (laughs) Second second tee shot looked like a great five iron draw. Put it into the creek, couldn't find it. Took a drop. No. Second hole. Their third hole now, last of the three fresh balls, absolutely topped one, put it into the fescue, lost a ball. On the third hole? On the third hole. Oh, three my. holes in a row, lost a ball every hole. Absolutely just... Dev- devastating start. Devastating start. Confidence was shot. Didn't know where my swing was going anymore. I was just along for you're the stepping, ride. You're stepping up to the ball. I have no idea where the golf ball's going to go. No clue. I was just along for the ride at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it's on the like fourth. when you get into the gate at a race and you just you have no idea when to leave. You're either going to hit it or you're going to be late. And this is not. Yeah, just like cool. Like this is sweet. So whatever. <laughs> um, next hole, par five. Had a great drive. Finally, back in play. Me and my partner Max, we were doing well. Like both gone to the green. Him better than me. But we're both on the green. Uh, I think I got on there. I was putting for like a birdie. He was putting for an eagle. We everyone three putted, and we walked away with that happening. And that was just devastating. Not good. Sweet. But got past the next par three. Got to the par four. It's over water. You can that you know the par four over water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I uh, I had a nice shot over the water. It's the right. I'm like Max. Like go go for the water. Like that's that's what you do here. He steps up and bombs one greenside. Like I'm talking. Are you? Are you- Fucking shit. I'm not wait, shitting wait, you. Wait, the drivable one? Like, no, no, no. Not the drivable par four. Oh, number nine. This is this is number one, two, three, four, five. This is number nine. six. Yeah, we're talking about number six right now. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We're talking about that one. It's not, for us, <laughs> personally, right now, it's not drivable. Unless I got downwind. I'm just trying to clear the water. He steps up and just pipes one down there that hits fairway, rolls up greenside to the fringe, basically. I was... Wow. I was like, oh, my God, this guy ends up birdie in the hole. We win the hole. Uh, great, great hole. Great hole. Move on. We were, we were playing a close match. So these guys we were playing with, I didn't think they were going to keep close at all. They weren't hitting it far, but they were they were playing like we would play. One of them was always in play having a ball. That That's was, all you need. That That's was all like, you yeah. need. So they weren't hitting it far, but then they'd throw. Max must have taught this guy well. He was fucking throwing his irons close to the pins. Making he wasn't really making putts, but he was close enough that he was always hanging in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, got to uh, I ended up shanking one a couple holes later. Shank one, <laughs> almost hit another group on a hole behind us. Not a good look. Not a good look. Um, was still kind of all over the map, but Max was holding the team together. Stepped up to the drivable par four. I pumped one onto the green. I got it there, baby. From the oh, back, boy. from the tips, got on the green, made a birdie. So we were back. After that, was playing solid golf, but the other guys were just hanging in there the entire time. It was ridiculous. Got to the final hole, 
And um, final hole, you can take an aggressive line. You can either drive it to the fairway. You can cut over some fescue. Uh, but you got to be aggressive. I stepped up yeah. there first, like feeling confident after the last few holes. Ended up pumping one so far right, I was scared I was going to hit a car in the parking lot. You put it in the parking lot, he said. Oh, yeah. Like, I duck hook sliced one so far right. There was no chance of me finding that thing. Oh. Unbelievable. So, literally, Max had the team on his back on the last <laughs> hole. We needed, we needed to win the hole because we were playing, like, uh, $5, $5, $5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, needed to win the hole, I think, or at least, no, we needed to win the hole to actually, like, win the, basically come out even. Guy steps up, throws a, a dart onto the fairway, first of all. Great positioning, like he bombed it. Uh, gets his wedge in hand, throws a dart close to the pin, drains the birdie putt, and uh, it was huge. Absolutely huge play by Max. Max is a hell of a player. Hell of a golf player. He's, he put my team on his back. I did nothing out there except for That's come he, in with he, some he moral support. He texted me after. He's like, my back's sore. <laughs> he texted me later too. And I, was, I said the exact same thing. I was like, so how's your back feeling? You really carried the oh, team yeah. out there for us. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was something. So, Dude, I miss playing golf. I miss fall golf at home right now. Yeah, I mean, how is, how is life down there? How's the game? So he's telling me, obviously, I heard you hit a great score. First of all, I heard you shot a 77. Fantastic. Yeah, I shot under par on the front nine. Yeah, I played fucking great golf. My game's, my game's pretty good right now. I'm down to 6.3 cap now. Um, Fantastic. Game, game solid. Game's, yeah. game's pretty solid. That's uh, like uh, that's your first time in a under under par front nine, eh? Under par nine. Uh, second time. Second time. Okay, that's solid then. Did, did a few weeks ago too, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. But yeah, I guess technically from the two nines we played yesterday, I shot in seventies again yesterday. Um, that game's tight right now. That's it's what I like to hear, T. What are we working on? What's yeah. what's what are we working on right now? Yeah, everything's everything's actually <laughs> everything's really good right now. So we're just kind of we're just touching on everything. Just staying consistent. All right, just playing golf now for a bit. Playing golf. We're just playing golf. Yeah, everything everything is pretty good. Yeah, everything's pretty good. Right now. That's that's what we like to hear. That's really what I like. To hear. Yeah. I got a question for you. When okay, so you know in golf tournaments, you hear the announcers talking over them. It's coming down to the last hole. You often hear the golf guy, the announcer, say something like, "Oh, you know, uh, you know, so and so. You don't want to. He doesn't want to see the guy make a, hit a bad drive, or he doesn't want to see him hit a bad putt." Um, when it's coming down to the line and it's like for the win, hell yeah, I want to see a guy hit a bad drive. Are you shitting me? I want to see that yeah, ball get lost OB and you have to redrop and just <laughs> win easily. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's like the same, like in a race, for instance, if you're in second and the dude in front of you just wads it, it's like, it's like you won, but it's not the same. I mean, it, it's a little different because like you're, it's like, I guess like that's late in the race and this is late in the tournament, but you have to, re, you're starting a whole fresh. So it's like if he, I'd rather my guy beside me completely cheese the gate and I just get a free lap out of it. No, yeah, yeah. But what if you're in third and the two guys in front of you just clean each other out and you win? It's like oh, you won, yeah. but it's like I don't really, it's like you won, but you didn't really win. Yeah, okay. It's like in my mind, I don't really count that as like a, a I mean, I shouldn't say that. It does count, of course, because you're there. And yeah, you deserve it because you stay up and blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't, it's not the same. Yeah, okay. No, that's fair. I, I get that part. You want to win a little more like head to head, but like, Man, I'd be okay with the guy pumping one if it was if it was. No, gone. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm okay. Like if someone like fucking cheese to start next to me, slid up. Like I'll take I'll take that in the check and the title, but it's <laughs> it's not it, it's not the same. Like it, you want to win, you want to win. I don't want to say on your own, but you want to win just straight up without something like that happening. That's fair. I just feel like in a golf shot, like it's mental. Like you could have messed up mentally and then bombed your drive somewhere, and I would be like, well, you fucked up and I didn't. Yeah. 
Anyways. Uh, Mitch, Mitchy texted me. He's like, I can't call him tonight. I was like, no worries, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not somebody calling in. That's somebody calling my phone right now. And it's, it's got to be. Should I it's telemarker. Do you want me to answer it? Oh, I can't answer it. You want to know why? I think it's a guy at my front, front door trying to get in to deliver a package. Oh, yeah. No, I, I could, could answer, though. Maybe I should answer it. Um, <laughs> we, got any, we got anything else before we get into some one words? Um, well, I got to recheck my phone now. Um, so I, I, had a, I had an idea here, a thought here. Not an idea, but a thought. So when it's time to give up your career number, um, should you have people go through a screening process with you first before you can give them approval to <laughs> take your number? You just haze them like a frat. <laughs> yeah, like you got to make sure they're good to go. And if, if they, if someone just gets in there and snakes your number without saying anything, you probably just, you just roast them for the rest of their career. You, you know, I'm going to, I've said it before and I'm not ashamed to say it again. I'm going to be fucking pissed if the guy gets 49 sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm straight up gonna be kind of pissed if the guy is really slow and gets 49. Yeah, I I, I don't doubt that. I don't I don't know if that makes me sound like a dick, but no one who has a career number is like, oh gee, I don't I don't really care who gets my number. I don't care if he sucks. It's like no, you want the legacy of your number to be passed down to someone super fast. Yeah, straight up you do. Yeah. Like I would love if someone like like Isaac got or picked 49 or something. You'd be very okay with that. You'd be very happy with that. Yeah, yeah, like a really cool young kid who's really fast. Did you just uniquely pick that because he's 94 and you're 49? No, he's just the first person I thought of. Actually. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, so he's got a cool one, so he's not going to change. Obviously. No. But, um, someone like him or like, I don't know, Kai White or something. Or like, I don't know, someone young and really good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want someone get who just can't get out of moto. Get full of 49. Like, come on, man. Like, come on, man. This number used to be on podiums. We can't have to get knocked out of the We can't, we need have, we can't have the other getting fifths and motos and eights and quarters. Like we got, we got, we got to get the main here. <laughs> we need to see that number out on the start gate a little more often. We can't just do once a weekend here, buddy. Like uh, if he's if he sucks and he's not doing well, I might have to intervene in his program to try and figure something out. <laughs> Might have to sit him down in a race and talk to him about what yeah, we're yeah. doing. We, what are we, we working with the, here, buddy? We can't have him going out motors and quarters every race. Like we need to be in the main. No, we need we need to. Yeah, that's they can't do that. So I think after the Olympics next year, I, I guess it's kind of funny. I still have forty nine now. It's pretty sick. I haven't raced. Still your number. Yeah, I haven't raced in two and a half years, and I still have my crew number, which is is this maybe the longest time someone's? I still have it. I think I still have it until Tokyo. I think you have it until Tokyo. Yeah. I may be setting the record for the longest career number held without racing. I think you probably are. Cause unless like, I just realized that I'm probably setting the record for the longest career number. I don't know. Racing. I don't know what the rules were before, but yeah, probably you probably are. I think it used to be two years. If you didn't race for two years, you lost it. And it's been 2018. You're going to go three, three and a half. It's been, it's been, it's been almost two and a half years. Cause it was June, 2018 was my last race. June 2018, June 2019, 20, yeah, okay, so it's like two and a half almost. It's getting to two and boy, a half. Boy, it seems like a long time ago that I raced. Hey, it is a long time ago, isn't it? it? Seriously, feels like so long. It's not that long, but it feels like a long time. Yeah, that's fair. How do you how do you feel about it, Austin? You still good? You miss it? Yeah. Still, still anything? Um, no, actually, no. Like, uh, no. Like, I feel really happy with what I did. I still, it's weird. I still, I said this before, but I still feel like I'm a BMXer, even though I don't race, just because. I don't know. I'm still so involved in the sport with everything. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I still just feel like a racer because I'm still like young. I'm 28. 
It's still, it's, that's been your entire life and it's still, your life is still evolved around BMX. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. No, I love the sport and I'm really happy to be involved and still I'm really happy with all it's given me in my life and I'm really happy with my career. And I think, yeah, all in all, it was the right, it was the right time to step away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All things considered. So yeah. no, like, yeah, I still feel really good. I don't miss actual, I actually don't miss racing or I don't miss training. I don't miss like for sure. Don't miss the training grind every day. That's it's just exhausting. Yeah, from I'll speak from that standpoint right now, especially it's it's yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't miss the stress of the race, like for sure not. Yeah, I don't miss the stress of competing, training, all that. Fair. I miss the one thing I do miss. I'd say was the feeling of being on a podium after like a World Cup. Yeah, that feeling or of just, accomplishment after you've met that goal. Or just feeling like invincible in the gate, or like behind, yeah. just feeling super powerful. Yeah. I miss like those feelings, but mm-hmm. I don't actually miss like. But I don't actually miss racing. That's fair. Fun. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Fair. Which is weird because, like, yeah, we've talked about it, but so many people just feel so lost after. But I guess maybe because I had direction and, uh, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I had, but I, I've never really felt. I never really felt that way. I don't think. No, I, I agree. I think you've had other passions that you've been able to pursue. So I don't think you need to feel lost. You had a great career. There's nothing that you really regret. So why would you need to feel like? Not that you don't. Not that it's a choice, but why do you need to feel lost, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, hundred percent agree. And I think a lot of people feel lost because they, they just tie everything to like their sport. Like they just consider themselves a BMX racer or something, and that's it. Yeah. And I always did so many other sports, hockey and blah blah. blah. I just always thought of myself as just a regular dude who just did BMX. So fair, yeah. I, totally. I never really thought of myself as anything else. So yeah. I, I was like, well, yeah, I'm just a regular dude who doesn't race anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah, fair enough. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like in BMX either. It's like it's not like we're world famous soccer players or something. So it's not like there's like a it's not like there's a huge limelight that you're not in anymore. True. Which I'm, there is like to an extent, of course, a limelight in our sport, but it's not the same level as other sports. Hundred percent, not at all. We no. we're lucky if well, I feel like I'm lucky if I get recognized walking around a track. Fucking superstars are, you know, they're just yeah. try, they're trying not to get recognized in the city. <laughs> they're yeah. trying or not to. Granted, I guess I did retire before I would have for sure, but I think some it's harder too if you're forced if you're like more or less forced to retire earlier, which is like, I guess I technically was, but I don't consider it that. But like if you're if you had to retire way younger or something and didn't get to do a lot of stuff, that would be a lot harder for sure. Yeah, I yeah, that'd be a big difference for sure. I agree. Huge difference if you had to retire when you're like 23. Yeah, and just starting to kind of do well or something. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to um. Before we get to the one-word question answer segment, it's not one word; it's like one sentence segment. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta lock this shit up, T. We gotta. Uh, I don't know what the segment is. Oh, yeah, I saw this. I saw this guy. Go for it. Uh, where, why don't I have? I don't have a. I don't have a thingy. Actually, I do have one. Hold on, guys. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Could you guys hear that? Let me just play it again you for you. Yeah, you blew it. Uh, Yoshi, Yoshi, we're post, you're posting a you know anti-doping thing. Classic little, classic Instagram story flashing up, little boomerang flash up to the the anti-doping, saying getting tested. You blew it. None of that. Cut it out. Lock that shit up. We don't do that. We get it, guys. You're so famous and so successful. You need to get tested. We do not need that. Every time I see that, I, I will bring it up on this show. We are locking that yeah, shit up. We're blowing anyone out who does it. Yoshi, you got to lock yeah. it up. It's I'm fucking l- dumb. Like, it's played out. We don't need to see when doping people are there. We know everyone gets tested. It's not new anymore. Lock it up. Lock it up. 
Unless you're naked and you're taking a selfie with the guy, lock it up. Unless that, unless that. Unless that, then we will repost and you can go viral. I do think since we started ranting, I haven't seen as many. No, I haven't seen as many either. I yeah, think yeah, people since, are getting the message. Since, since, we've, since we've started yeah, doing this round on, on people and, and calling people out, I haven't seen as many. It's like, who cares? Like, would you, like what do people think when they do that? <laughs> like... <laughs> It's not, it's not new in our sport anymore. No, like, it's not. I think when it first came in, it was like, holy shit, there's testing. But now it's just, like, everyone gets tested all the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, lock yeah, it up. Who cares? Lock the it worst up. Te- the worst testing was like in Rio after, after the Olympic final, me, Nick, and Brooke, we got whatever, fourth, fourth, fifth Olympics or whatever. Whatever, we're in the, we're in the doping room, but it's playing the medal ceremony on the TV. Brutal. And we're just in doping control, just sitting there like, oh. Sweet. Sweet. Like, fuck my life. I'm just, can I go home now? Like, yeah, <laughs> like can I go home? I just want to go home, guys. <laughs> Classic. Look, just be positive. I really don't give a fuck at this point. What, do you do? <laughs> what does it matter? I didn't get a medal. Who gives a shit? <laughs> what are you going to take away? Like, I literally don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, literally, I literally don't care. <laughs> That's classic. All right. We got some uh, one word. No, yeah. One sentence things. I like these ones. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, All right. I'll start it off. Tequila. Savvy's favorite alcohol. Really? Yeah, she like I legit could drink tequila straight. Like wow. we don't drink, but she yeah. could legit drink tequila straight. If, well, that's that, you know what? That's good to hear because I've always been somebody that I don't think tequila tastes bad. I think it's a pretty good one, pretty good shot. Yeah, to take. yeah. I like I like a good margarita. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh, good margarita. That's I, I'd switch my answer in my head to margaritas. Sam kind of got me onto those. Like we at the Hall of Fame dinners after Chula, yeah. Chula World Cup. So it was used to, like Redline always used to get a table. Yeah. It was kind of funny because it was open bar. And after missing, we just get fucking ten into the open bar. Classic. Empty, and, anyway, empty stomach. So he kind of got me onto margaritas one year. Yeah. So they're fantastic. And we went out for dinner or whatever two weeks ago, and he got a skinny marg. Right on. I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, handlebars. Chicago. Absolutely cheat town. Chicago handlebars. I like flat. Flat yeah, I like that. I need. I like a flat too. Yeah. Um, I might. I might try the other ones. I might try not flat. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> later on, this isn't right now. Maybe later. Uh, mud session. Mud, not a big fan, but like rain race, give it to me all day. That's like that's true. I don't mud race. We we deal with the mud so often here. It's annoying to put up with. So when I go to race, just let me have it. Yeah, let me have give it. it to me. Give yeah. it to me every week. Yeah. Um, face mask. Coffee chatter. Get yours today. Merch link. Redbubble. Get your my, get your face mask. There mine's it is. just mine's just in the car right now. And every time we go to the grocery store, and I do California, you have to wear one everywhere. Yeah. So every time we go somewhere, I just I just slap on the coffee chatter mask. Fantastic. I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait to wear this at a race. That, That's perfect. I'm a little bummed we didn't get the the ones that are having are more comfortable looking, but we'll get there. I know. Yeah. Um. Oh, here, go ahead. Sorry, I was getting annoyed by the noise going on. Anyways, LeBron James. I feel like he's a bit of a whiner. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like I feel all like, basketball players are in general, so I guess you I guess I okay. I feel like he's like I didn't like I really didn't like how he walked off the court the one game in the finals, even though they're about to lose. I didn't really didn't like that. Hmm. See not, I not a great look. A lot of people were hating on that. I don't really care. I think he was, he was on such a mission that he was like, hey, um, I take the loss. I'll move on, and we'll try to get the next game. That's what I think he's thinking in his head. So yeah, I, I don't yeah. really care. I don't but think, there's so yeah. much hate on it. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think it's like a hateful. Yeah, I don't agree with people hating on it. I don't think it's a big deal because he's as a team leader. He's probably yeah, we lost. Let's just fucking walk off, whatever. Yeah. But then, it's, but then, like personally, I don't like that because if I'm the captain, I think you have to just no matter why, just compete to the very end. That's just yeah. that's just my opinion. Uh, fair enough, and I think that's a very common opinion as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I've always been. With, like that's the way I always was in hockey and everything. Yeah. Um, the Bachelor. Uh, I can't remember if it was Tuesday or Thursday. No, I don't know which night it was, but sitting at Lawrence watching The Bachelor on a big comfy couch. She had a huge it's, comfy it's, couch. It's just, it's so entertaining. It, honestly, people that hate on The Bachelor, like I don't watch it by myself, but when you're with people, it is just hilarious to watch. You got, you got to be with a bunch of chicks. You got, yeah, it's true. We, you've been, we've been there and done that. You got to be with a bunch of chicks. You got to watch Bachelor. <laughs> you got to be with a bunch of and chicks. And it, it was Monday night. I think it was Monday nights. I can't remember. Monday night Bachelor. Okay. I wish it was on right now because like I think it's so fun to watch with Savvy. It'd be so fun to watch with like Savvy Lauren. I mean, awesome. That'd be hilarious. It was great. Just get a good snack. Get a good good snack. Is, yeah. yeah, it is the most cringeworthy. Like my social anxiety is just exploding. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I, I could not imagine being in that situation. <laughs> I am so not confident enough for that. It is so bad. They're like they'll be like out the camera guys. They'll be right on them. They'll be like. Oh, you know, I'm really starting to I'm really starting to feel a connection. You know, like, you know, the person will be like, you know, I, yeah, I just, I just really like where we are right now. Shit. Like, and the meanwhile, this dude is just kissing twenty other women. Like, it's 10 unbelievable. Seconds later. That's it's unbelievable. Fucking, I mean, they all just go on to get famous. It's all, it's a show. It is, and that's what they're doing it for. So you're right. Yeah. 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 But dude, it's gnarly. They're actually like a lot of them are set for life after. They got like a million followers. They can just do fucking branding stuff on on. Instagram or whatever, and dude, they're, they're legit set. That's insane, hey? It is insane to live in that age now. Yeah. That's all you got to do. for li- legitimately nothing. Yep. True that. Um, your turn. Is it my turn? Your turn. Mo- uh, my turn. Yeah, your turn. Motocross. Uh, I was a little bored by it this summer. I didn't really follow it as closely. I didn't watch them all. Okay. I mean, Tomac was in the title chase. There was no Webb, no Roxon. Yeah, it's kind of... It was kind of yeah, fair. I thought there was going to be an AC comeback, and I was going to get really excited for that. Kind of tailed off when Osborne just kept being too consistent. I got a little disappointed. Yeah. I'm a big AC it's fan. Really, AC went well. The amount of hole shots that guy's get, that guy gets, it's uh, exciting to be his fan. Dude, for a rookie, he did so good. Absolutely um, killed it. I heard the Supercross next year. They're going to do. They're only going to go to cities that allow fans, and they're going to do multiple races in cities. I think so. It'll probably be in like know, those Texas and the, kind of the most southern East Coast ones that probably have less restrictions. Are. Well, I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, I love me some Supercross. Love Supercross. Supercross is not you need fans. At Supercross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you need fans. Uh, playoffs. I wish BMX had them. I wish we had some kind of playoffs. Playoffs are so exciting. I've never thought of that. That'd be fucking sick. I don't know how it'd be implemented, but just to be in a playoff situation. Playoffs are just exciting as hell. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool like the first half of the year and the US series was like that and then it like dwindled down. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. What if you had like a four day series where you every day you had a different race, you had like three maybe three laps every day, you raced the same eight people all of, no, I was gonna say the same eight people or people that day and then you switch race the same like you move on, you race the same people again the next day and so on and so on. That'd be I think what, what I think would be cool is if first half of the year anyone could race and you take the top say sixteen 
and then they would race like a couple races. Then after that, the top eight would just go to the grands. Then it's just whoever wins the grands from the final eight. You like eight guys, and you just win. Could you start at more people? Eight, six, start with 32 first day. Do first day you do three rounds, top four move on to this. Oh, and you need say top six move on from each each group to the second day of playoffs. Then you do four laps in the three groups. Okay, you stay in the same same grouping, so same eight people for four laps that day. Then you go to this, the next day. You only have well, then you only have two racks of six. Uh, so maybe you take six again. So then you have two racks of eight. So basically, you have semifinals on the third day. Okay, on that day you do five laps in the entire day with those exact same groupings. You take four from each. You go to the next day. Then you have an A final and a B final, and you do six laps, or you could do five laps again. Do five laps. For the win. I like it. It would entice more people to ride him. You have a better chance for the title. That'd be interesting. You'd yeah. need to have a set 32, first of all. But yeah. I think that'd be, I just randomly thought about that. But I just love the playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, team. Uh, I like team sports. Yeah. yeah like, I, like team sports. I love the atmosphere. I love the team sport. I love the hype and everything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, mean. Snap on green. Snap yeah, on Green slowly making his comeback. I love he's it. He's back. I know. Yeah. He just randomly post shit. He posted one, like, then a couple of days later, he posted another one. It's like, he was on a roll for so many days straight, it seemed like, and then he just disappeared. So I'm glad to have him back. I know. Yeah. Uh, me too. Love a good snap on Green. Well, that's all we got for today, folks. That's all. Um, a little bit of a hectic up and down show, I'll be honest. I'm still getting audio issues, so I apologize if everyone's going to be able to hear this. I didn't hear any on my side of the so I think it's all good. I think it's only going through the mixer, but I hope you can. Anyways, we'll see. No, co- no calling from Pete D this week. Disappointed. Disappointed. We also didn't plan it with him. Um, it was nice to have a chat to ourselves, just chat about a random few things. It was nice to have some races again. You know, Dutchie's racing. Nice to have we the French championship. We can actually dissect some races, which is nice. Yeah. I can't wait to watch the French championships. It's going to be great. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know if it's going live, but yeah, it'll be great to all watch. Right. Thanks to ProGate Europe. Thanks to Motorsheets.com. We'll be back next week with another potty. Thanks for everyone for listening. Appreciate it. And we'll... Um, um, remember, kids, snap on green. Snap <laughs> on green and uh, hit it hard. See you, folks. Oh, T. Well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fast in the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>